Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. On May 9th, 1960, the birth control pill was first approved by the FDA as a contraceptive method in the United States. Within four years, more than four million women had used what was then marketed under the name Inovid. Now, more than a half century later, the pill is the most common birth control method used by women. But before any of that, the people behind birth control pills needed to prove they were effective. And to do that, they needed to test them on humans. Where they chose to conduct those tests marks one of the most controversial and rarely discussed chapters in the history of a drug that has come to symbolize women's liberation. In the mid-1950s, the first large-scale human trial of the pill was launched in Puerto Rico in a public housing project. There are multiple theories why Puerto Rico was chosen as a testing ground, despite its heavy Catholic population. It was an easy flight from the U.S. mainland. There were no laws against birth control, and the location's overcrowding and poverty made it especially attractive to a biologist named Gregory Pincus, who was concerned about global population control. Little was known about the drug's effects when the human trials began. It had been tested on rats and rabbits and a small sampling of women. But in Puerto Rico, it was given to as many as 1,500 women over several years. The trial raised controversy at the time and continues to inspire debate. Three women in the trials died, but no autopsies were conducted, and it remains unclear if their deaths were linked to the drug. At the time, it was given in much higher doses than it is today. The choice of testing on poor people of color raised comparisons to early instances of experimentation forced upon unknowing African Americans, and a study that involved deliberately infecting hundreds of Guatemalans with sexually transmitted diseases. After all, the Puerto Rican women were being given a drug whose side effects in humans were almost completely unknown. But unlike in those cases, the women in the trial largely understood why they were taking the pill. And descriptions of the women in the study show that they were eager to have control over their family planning. One woman in the study was 30 years old and had 10 children. Another had five children and a husband who was hospitalized frequently for mental illness. Before the pill, their main option for preventing pregnancy was sterilization. The trial did turn up some side effects. In the first year, about 25% of the women quit because they either lost interest or didn't want to take the medication. Dizziness and nausea were frequent complaints. But the drug was effective among women who didn't miss a dose. And that effectiveness was key to its approval. Demand was clear. When the FDA commissioner appeared on a radio show in 1959 to discuss a cranberry recall, callers instead had questions about the pill. It was approved the next year. And in the ensuing debates, the pill has become a symbol of women's freedom. The women in Puerto Rico, meanwhile, were left grappling with what happened to them for decades. They remained part of the trial until 1964, receiving the drug even as women across the United States complained about side effects, including an increased risk of blood clots, and lawsuits were launched against the pill's manufacturer. To this day, 
Whether these Puerto Rican women will go down in history as unwitting guinea pigs or pioneers of women's liberation is still unclear. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Teresa Vargas, who reported this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.